today's scripture is 1 Corinthians 13. If I speak in the tongues of mortals and of angels, but do not have love, I am a noisy gong or a clanging cymbal. And if I have prophetic powers and understand all mysteries and all knowledge, and if I have all faith so as to remove mountains, but do not have love, I am nothing. If I give away all my possessions and if I hand over my body so that I may boast, but do not have love, I gain nothing. Love is patient, love is kind, love is not envious or boastful or arrogant or rude. It does not insist on its own way. It is not irritable or resentful. It does not rejoice in wrongdoing, but rejoices in the truth. It bears all things, believes all things, hopes all things, endures all things. Love never ends. But as for prophecies, they will come to an end. As for tongues, they will cease. As for knowledge, it will come to an end. For we know only in part, and we prophesy only in part, but when the complete comes, the partial will come to an end. When I was a child, I spoke like a child. I thought like a child, I reasoned like a child. When I became an adult, I put an end to childish ways. For now we see in a mirror, dimly, but then we will see face to face. Now I know only in part, then I will know fully, even as I have been fully known. And now faith, hope, and love abide, these three, and the greatest of these is love. This is the word of God for the people of God. Thanks be to God. You may be seated. Not to contradict St. Paul or anything, but I think speaking, thinking, and reasoning like a child is not necessarily something to put away. It is true that as we grow, we learn more and more about who we are, what our place in the world is, and how to truly live together. But you cannot deny that the children that we heard in the video a few minutes ago really do have an understanding of what love is. Now I know that some of what they said might have been a little difficult to hear over our speaker system this morning, so let me recap the video for you all just a little bit. Some of the children specifically connected love with certain people in their lives, parents, friends, or a special person you might want to marry. None of them said siblings, though, which is interesting. A couple of the children connected love with hugs, and one mentioned hearts and Valentine's Day colors of pink and red. But most of what the children said had to do with actions. Love means helping your friends and helping your family. Love means kindness and joy, like you're giving kindness and joy to someone else. Love is caring for others. Love is being a friend. Love is listening to your friends and family, not ignoring them, 
listening to your parents when they want you to do something you don't want to do. Love means to help someone that is hurt or show someone you care, like helping your mom with chores or doing laundry without her asking. Love is being nice. Love is when someone appreciates you and takes care of you. In my morning devotion time this year, I have started a practice of meditating on just one or two verses of scripture each day. I have chosen a whole bunch of passages that I want to focus on in this way, and I started the year with the Sermon on the Mount found in the Gospel of Matthew. But when we decided that we were going to preach on 1 Corinthians 13 today, which was on my list, I put aside the Sermon on the Mount and picked up this familiar chapter, and I was not disappointed with what focused time showed me over 10 short mornings. For some context, though, we should know that Paul was writing to a church that was having some problems, lack of love apparently being one of them. The church had gotten wrapped up in a few controversies and some popularity contests. And in addition, the members of the church were taking the gifts that God had given them to build up the community, such as speaking in tongues and prophecy, and were ranking and comparing these gifts as if some were more special than others, and as if those in possession of certain gifts were more special than others. Spiritual gifts, when seen as personal points of pride, are not going to be able to do anything for the community, for the kingdom, except to divide it and to tear it down. So, in this beloved scripture, we see Paul start by talking about three things that must be done in community, in relationship, with love. Speech, knowledge, in action. Each one, Paul warns, are noisy nothings if done without love, which is what was happening in Corinth, at least to some degree. Paul then moves into that beautiful description of the qualities of love, and here's just a little suggestion for you to try at home. See how much more powerful and convicting and transforming those three short verses are when you replace the term love with either your own name or I, like this. I am patient. I am kind. I am not envious or boastful or arrogant or rude. I do not insist on my own way. I am not irritable or resentful. I do not rejoice in wrongdoing, but rejoice in the truth. I bear all things, believe all things, hope all things, endure all things. After this, Paul moves back into those ideas of speech and knowledge. Remember, he started with speech and knowledge and action. But he moves back into those ideas of speech and knowledge and states that they will come to an end. They will will come to an end in that what we now hold as truth and that we speak and know as truth will become complete. But what shone through to me in my meditations upon this passage this week was that Paul does not address 
actions again. Yes, if they are without love, they are nothing. If they are done for selfish reasons so that the doer may boast, they gain nothing. But Paul does not say they will come to an end. I'm, I'm probably dragging my devotional reading of this passage right into the pulpit this morning. But what that reading spoke to me this week underscored and highlighted what I have come to know of love. Love is a verb. Love is action. And remember what our children said about love when asked. They know this too. Not one of them said that love was when someone told you that they love you. Not one of them said that love was knowing that someone cared about them or knowing that you cared for someone else. Love was in the action, helping people, being kind, giving joy, caring for people, being a friend, listening, doing Our children recognize that love is not merely words that are said or just a concept for the mind. Love is in what we do. This week on social media, our church shared a six-day love challenge with its followers there. And we have printed in very tiny type, I notice, in the bulletin, (laughs) the six-day love challenge for those of you who might have missed it. And in looking through these six challenges, I see components of everything that Paul spoke about in this passage today. Day one encourages you to write down and share out loud what you love or appreciate about a romantic partner, a special family member, a trusted friend, or even a beloved pet. Speech. Day two encourages you to dig in and understand one another more deeply. Knowledge. Day three encourages you to consider things to do together. Action. Days four and five encourage you to think about the past and the future. Tasks that can incorporate all three. Speech, knowledge, and action in remembering the past or dreaming about future activities. Day six, though, day six is the real deal, the real insight into what love is. God's love is not just a one-on-one love, although he loves us each as the unique individuals that we are. But God's love is a power for good in the community, the community of believers and the community of the world as a whole. And day six calls us into community beyond one or two special people in our lives and challenges us to move out in loving action. The challenge says itself to reach out by sending a card or a gift or making a call. But I would challenge us all to think bigger with our actions than these. Is there a charity or a ministry that you could be involved in through a financial gift, a commitment of time, or simply by sharing about their services with those who need them? Is there an attitude shift that you could make in the ways that you interact with family, friends, coworkers, and strangers that would increase love 
and faith and hope in those you are in contact with? Are there spiritual practices that you could engage in, maybe trying them out during this upcoming Lenten season that would be supportive of your desire to feel and to be God's love? I am really excited about what we have planned for the church during Lent, by the way. The first of which you can see in your bulletin, daily words for reflection. And I hope, as I said earlier, that you will be able to celebrate Ash Wednesday with us, either in person or online. May we all remember the wisdom of our youngest members as heard in the video this morning. And may we take to heart what Jesus said when asked who would be the greatest in the kingdom. Truly I tell you, unless you change and become like children, you will never enter the kingdom of heaven. Whoever becomes humble like a child is the greatest in the kingdom of heaven. Go and show your love in actions that are music to the ears of all, including our God in whose name and for whose glory all is done, all is possible, all is given. Let us pray. Merciful Heavenly Father, we are so thankful for your abundant gift of love. We are thankful for the saints who have written about it so eloquently and allow us to reflect on how the love that we know and experience as humans is just a shadow, just a dim view of the love that you have demonstrated. Be with us this week. Show us how to love better, how to share our faith better, and to increase hope in all that we meet. In your son's name we pray. Amen.